Local governments around the American shoreline and around the world are struggling with the COVID-19 pandemic. And that is particularly important in communities where tourism plays a major role in the economy. Hello, everybody. This is Peter Ravella, host of the Local Control podcast on the American Shoreline Podcast Network. And I have a couple of great guests today that I think are going to really enlighten us about the difficult decisions that local governments face. I want to welcome to the show uh, Ruben Trevino. He is the former chief of operations for the Galveston County Park Board of Trustees, the organization in Galveston, Texas, that runs the beaches. And also joining me from Los Angeles is Gary Jones, the director of the Los Angeles County Beaches and Harbors Department. Two professionals who are intimate with this particular issue. Uh, welcome to the American Shoreline Podcast Network, guys, and welcome to the Local Control Podcast. Hi, Peter. Thanks for having us. Well, it's good to talk to a couple of professionals, and I know the decision-making is difficult. And um, I think what I'd like to start off with, Ruben, uh, with you first, um, is tell us what the status is of the beach uh, access in Galveston, Texas, if you would. And uh, when did, if you could, fill us in a little bit about when that started. Well, as of Sunday, this past Sunday, 2.45, the mayor signed the order uh, closing all public beaches on Galveston Island. This came after um, about a week of the public facilities on the beach being closed and the announcement being made that uh, we you know, were following the orders and, and guidelines of CDC and we were not going to be uh, encouraging visitation given at the current time. Uh, it was the right message to send out. Um, you know, at the same time, we were having pretty foggy weather, which is typical this time of year. What we didn't know or the decisions didn't, makers didn't know is what happens when the sun comes out. Well, this past Saturday and Sunday, the sun came out and it led to crowds crowding our beaches. Um, you know, it looked like a spring break day uh, that ultimately, you know, weighed on the mayor and uh, led to the decision of, of closing the beaches to everyone. So when you're talking about this past weekend, that would have been March 28th and 29th. By the time y'all hear this uh, podcast, it'll be a few days after that. Uh, so at the present time, Ruben, uh, all the beaches are entirely closed to all visitors, whether local or from out of town. Is that the situation? Correct. Yeah. All public access points uh, along the 30 miles of what the city controls on Galveston Island is uh, currently blocked off. If you drive down the seawall, which if you visit Galveston Island, you you always end up on the seawall at some point. Uh, every single staircase, every single ramp with a groin to a fishing pier or any other public access has got a barricade across it with um, orange fencing. So it took till the end of the March, uh, end of March in Galveston to to really get that situation in place. Uh, Gary Jones out in Los Angeles County. Uh, give our listeners an overview of what uh, the circumstance is with access to the L.A. County beaches uh, and when that started. Certainly. Um, listening to Ruben, um, it, it's clear that we, we've faced uh, similar issues at more or less the same uh, timeline uh, in this. As of Friday, March 27th, the um, Los Angeles Public Health Officer amended the public health order here in, in the county to uh, close our beaches, um, our piers, um, and beach access points, um, including bike paths along the beaches. Um, and that stretches um, about 60 miles of coastline, um, right up to the Ventura borderline, uh, the Malibu beaches up in the north of Los Angeles County, down to um, the beaches uh, adjacent to, to Long Beach. And Long Beach has its own um, public health uh, district and um, are, are under similar orders now. Um, in the days, the, 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 the weeks leading up to that, we had uh, hopes to... Um, maintain um, beach access um, and we're doing all we could to encourage social distancing to um, um, prevent 
congregations of, of, of um, people. Um, we had taken down our volleyball nets. Uh, we had taped off fitness equipment. Um, we had taped off uh, picnic shelters. Um, and our weather uh, is certainly not uh, yet at the, the peak in terms of sun and temperature-wise, so that had kept numbers down. Um, but a little like Ruben was explaining, uh, the weekend prior, March 21st, 22nd, some of the numbers that we were seeing out of the beaches, particularly in areas such as the bike paths and the pedestrian areas and um, picnic shelters, those type of things, were, were just uh, too much. Um, and in the week um, leading up to the, the full closure, um, there was a lot of debate amongst the local politicians um, with regards to the merits of, of closing the beaches. We had taken steps um, in in that in closing down parking lots, um, but it became uh, clear as the week progressed that there just was um, no way that we could enter another week with um, sunny skies, uh, warmer weather, uh, with the beaches open. So that's the current status at the moment. Um, our, our facilities are closed uh, in the main uh, along the coastline um, and, and um, we have uh, worked with the various um, city municipalities that, that, that are in the uh, county and, and, and form part of the coastline in, in the enforcement uh, and that has been our, uh, you know, our, our, our task now uh, is, is to ensure that the public are, are following the, the, the amended um, orders. So, Gary, that's an interesting point I wanted. To, I'm glad you brought up the coordination and discussion with the municipalities. Uh, you're at the L.A. County Department of Beaches and Harbors, uh, so you've got it within the county uh, a lot of beach towns, and then adjacent, uh, of course, to the county, other uh, very public uh, and very popular beaches. Can you talk a little bit about the level of communication and coordination that happened within your department with your compatriots in neighboring jurisdictions? How did that go? Um, there was a lot of it, and, and, and it was uh, very necessary. Um, we are fortunate in that we have, uh, over many years, established good links with those operators. Um, just, just as a quick overview, um, the county operates and or uh, owns the majority of beaches in Los Angeles County, but there are other operators, uh, the city of Santa Monica, uh, the city of Los Angeles, and the state of California have beaches that they operate or they are responsible for within the county. Um, and some of the beaches that the county does operate are actually owned by beach cities. So, for example, the city of Hermosa Beach owns the beach and has an agreement with the county to maintain and operate some of its facilities. Um, so there was a huge amount of coordination discussion. Um, if you can uh, um, appreciate the, the number of elected officials that that covers. So you have different mayors that have different opinions as to whether a beach should be closed or, or remain open with some form of limited access. You had other mayors that were ready to close their beaches or, or were requesting that we close their beaches immediately. Um, so there were many conversations at different levels within our operation and at the political level that led into the closure on, on Friday. Wow. So when you, as the, as the countywide manager of the, sh of the shoreline, uh, how did that consensus develop? What was the, uh, did it come quickly? Obviously you're really making decisions that have significant economic as are all a government, uh, government officials from the federal level down to the to the to the smallest town, are involved in making decisions that have significant ramifications for the health of their citizens, 
as well as the economy of their community. Uh, as you went through that process, Gary, how did the how did the conversation evolve? Was there a pretty quick consensus, or was there a learning curve that that had to occur? Um, I, th- there was there was definitely differences of opinion. Um, there was uh, clearly um, certain communities. Um, depending on the, the configuration of the beach facilities, the coastline, and typically who visits that, that those beaches, there, w- there were differences. Um, what we saw on the Sunday before, so the weekend of the March 21st, 22nd, um, the, for example, the city of Santa Monica took the step to close their beach parking lots. Um, and what that did was it drove um, the traffic, the beachgoers, uh, north. And so the beaches to the north, uh, Will Rogers State Beach, Malibu beaches, saw on that Sunday an increased amount of uh, um, users. And Pacific Coast Highway was was congested like, you know, you see in a high season uh week at summer weekends and that obviously formed our thinking in the week after as we talked to the uh other jurisdictions involved in this that we realized that um one entity couldn't take action alone that um we had to do this in a coordinated manner uh, once once that was clear and and uh, those involved realized that um, we needed to do this not only to assist with our coordination but also to assist with the public messaging and to ensure that the public was clear exactly what was being required of them then the decision came um, down quite quickly um, we were helped by the the, the, um, the public health officer here in Los Angeles, Dr. Fra, who has uh, done a tremendous job in communicating out to uh, all the uh, jurisdic- jurisdictions under the county umbrella here, uh, including my department, and has been accessible. So I was able to get the latest information from her and understand from their perspective, their concerns, and they in turn were looking to other countries. Uh, they looked to Italy, they looked to Spain, and they saw, you know, what steps those countries had to take, uh, including closing their beaches, and and that, um, you know, that was um, decisive, really, in in how um, then deciding that we needed to close uh, our beaches. Um, at the same time, other things at, at county parks, uh, trails were closed. Um, and uh, it was a, a significant step. Pleased to say, um, so far, so good in terms of the public's adherence to it. And, um, you know, We'll, we'll, we'll see as the days progress, but uh, so far, so good. Well, glad to hear it. And uh, it sounds like the realization uh, at some point arrives on the scene and brings folks to the, the same conclusion. Uh, Ruben Trevino, you were the uh, chief of operations for the Galveston Park Board of Trustees, as you said, managing 30 miles of beaches on Galveston Island in addition to the county and to the parks as well, many parks. Uh, I have to say for our listeners out there, Ruben uh, is moving on to the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers Galveston District as a project manager, and I'm really uh, both happy and proud of the uh, the opportunity, Ruben, that you've got to go work for the, the Galveston District. A lot of pros over there, a lot of smart people and big projects on the horizon, uh, but you were involved in the decision-making in Galveston up until the very recent decisions to close the beach. Can can you give us an inside uh, insight into how those discussions went locally in your community and with your stakeholders, both in the public sector and uh, the business community? 
Absolutely. Uh, well, you know, as the park board, really, we're a manager for these city assets. So we, we definitely, the city manager's office and the mayor uh, asked for our, our opinion and thoughts. Um, me, along with the uh, chief of Beach Patrol, Peter Davis, and the CVB chief officer, uh, Michael Woody, got together and put together our thoughts on different scenarios. If the beaches were to stay open, what situations, what would we do? How would we handle it? If the beaches were to be closed, what would need to be done? How would it be handled? You know, everything from communication to, you know, how would we shut down the, the beach access points? Um, you know, that that decision, again, was was made in the city, city's manager's office uh, and with the mayor. But, you know, it was a hard decision. I know it must have been. You know, me, I, I, part of my responsibility with the park board was also to, to manage the concessionaire program for the park board. So these are the umbrella vendors, the snack bar vendors, the ice cream, the snow, you know, all the people who are waiting for the month of March to kick off so they can start making money again. Um, you know, so I, you know, these, those are, that was my perspective is, you know, we're, we were just opening the parks this for, you know, courses never be great timing, but, you know, this was all really unfolding the first week of Texas week for spring break. Uh, you know, it was, that's when South by Southwest was being canceled and the mass gathering discussion started to happen. And, you know, we don't have the mass gatherings the way they do down in South Padre and Cameron County, as far as spring break crowds. Well, I mean, you know, where you have eight to 10,000 kids piling up on, you know, 10, 12 acres of beach because that's where the crowd is. Um, here we have a lot of visitors, but the more families, much more spread out, but definitely still a lot of, uh, tourists. Um, so we were not too at very first of March. I know we weren't really discussing too much about that because it was more centric on the mass gatherings, you know, what was going mm -hmm. on. We were more worried. Was there Go ahead. I'm sorry, Ruben. Uh, I, I just wanted to ask in, in those early discussions, you're right, that in Texas, the spring bake period starts somewhere around March 10th or so. I don't know the exact date, but in the first half of the month, um, South by Southwest was canceled, as you mentioned, which is the huge music festival here in Austin, Texas, that uh, extends for a period of two weeks if you can do the entire South by uh, programming and hundreds of thousands of people coming into town. That was a huge economic decision for the city of Austin to cancel. Uh, I think they say billions of dollars in lost economic value. Uh, and I'd like both of you to comment on on this, uh, Ruben, you first, and Gary as well. Um, there is a seriousness underneath this, of course, that's just lurking. Uh, it is apparent now that the that the uh, health risk is phenomenal. Uh, we're losing thousands of people. This is April 1st when this is being recorded. So we just passed, I think, 4,000 deaths in the United States. Uh, the projections exceed uh, 100,000. So we're possibly early in the game. But what I wanted to ask uh, both of you to kind of reflect on a little bit is man, this is kind of outside the normal purview of what it is to be a beach manager. Uh, what did that feel like? And and was it shocking? Did I mean, how did this play out for you kind of personally and emotionally to kind of come to grips with what was happening? Uh, you know, for me, it, it, I don't know the emotions and things I'm thinking about right now. I mean, are also part with me parting ways with that role. Um, so it was really odd um, to walk away at this time while this was going on and, and just starting off. Um, but it, you know, it's 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 for me, it's 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 tough. I mean, it's tough to go out there and the sun to be out, beautiful like it is now, and not to see one person enjoying the beach. Um, you know, it's tough to live here on the island and know that we aren't able to go out there and enjoy it because, you know, people, the masses aren't being responsible and staying close to home. Um, you know, but I also understand it's, it's a definitely necessary. Uh, I don't think we can take any chances at this point, and I, I support the direction we're going in right now. And, you know, really it's, it's what scares me is we don't really have an idea of how long this is going to go on for. Yep. That is absolutely true. Uh, Gary, on your side over there in L.A. County, boy, just the 
the size of the problem, uh, an area of the country known for its recreation and beaches. Uh, what does that feel like to be in the hot seat, if you don't mind me putting it that way, having to make these decisions? Um, what did it feel like for you? Uh, it, it, without doubt, is the hardest period of, of my working career by multiples of, of um, magnitude. Um, it's been incredibly difficult. It's been uh, both challenging uh, mentally, uh, emotionally. Um, you know, w we have a, a workforce of a little over 300. Um, they all have uh, their the individual concerns, their family concerns. Um, we are trying um, to protect them in the information, advice we provide, the equipment we provide. But we are, in in certain cases, still asking them to do their jobs uh, out there in in the public um, arena. Um, so, I, you know, I, I feel that responsibility. I, I feel that um, need to 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 be their um, voice of, of, of guidance, of of of, um, of of advice, and 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 also to lead lead them in a way that that, that is um, fulfilling what we need to do, but but um, but also is. Balancing that with every, you know, their stress of of living through this, um, as we all are, um, with with family um, concerns as as well. Um, it's also um, distressing to see the effect that it's having on the private sector and those businesses and individuals that we've come to know over the years. That rely on the beaches for their income, or the um, workers that work at the local hotels that have been closed, uh, more or less closed, because there's, there's just nobody staying there. Uh, the restaurants that are closed due to the public health order. Uh, some of those employees um, have been with those restaurants for decades. Um, there are. Um, there are charter operators here that operate in, in Marina del Rey Harbor, uh, cruises. Um, those are all sidelined at the moment. And um, there, there are dramatic um, impacts to, to the people that are involved in that. And, and it's uh, heartbreaking uh, to see that. Um, and I also see the impact that it's, it's having on my department's uh, budget and also in discussions with the CEO, uh, county CEO, the impacts that we are facing um, with the loss of sales tax, with the loss of hotel taxes, um, the impacts on property taxes. I could go on. It, it, it is, it is uh, it, quite frankly, it, it's enormous, uh, the impacts that are coming to us that we will have to overcome. Um, enormous. Uh, fair to say it's cataclysmic. I think the uh, the ramifications will not be sorted out for some time, but I think the thing that you mentioned about sales taxes and hotel occupancy taxes or accommodation taxes, they're called in other parts of the country, uh, that is going to be felt uh, significantly in beach communities around the country and around the world. Uh, um, certainly in the United States, it's a key part of the local revenue stream uh, responsible for all sorts of programs, whether it's in Florida or North Carolina, Texas, California. Uh, so that's a big deal, just the financial uh, hit. What what I wanted to to explore here. And the reason why I think, uh, you know, I was happy to get you guys together for this discussion was that the states have acted differently here. And I'm kind of interested in how it filtered down to you as local beach managers. Uh, fair to say that Governor Newsom in California has been one of the most assertive and aggressive in, in putting in place statewide restrictions to, uh, 
to slow the movement of people and try to contain the pandemic in the state. Uh, here in Texas, the governor just yesterday, again, it's April Fool's Day, but yesterday made an announcement suggesting people not move around too much, but very specifically made sure that there were no restrictions on on gun stores or on church services. Uh, you know, I, I think the difference in my view here uh, is California is operating on a fact basis, uh, as is, I think, Governor Cuomo in New York, just looking at the numbers, understanding the limits they have to face and contend with. Uh, here in Texas, we're still trying to split hairs and 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 make sure that the political messages are getting through. Uh, I do think, <laughs> you know, I, I do think that the governor here in Texas, Governor Greg Abbott, he does a lot of stuff well, uh, will eventually capitulate and and be required to do what the other states are doing. Uh, as is the uh, Governor DeSantis in Florida, uh, finally coming to a realization that these restrictions are necessary. Um, so, Ruben, let me start with you. When you guys are deliberating the shutdown decision and talking with the mayor and the city council and your park board of trustees and the convention and visitor bureaus, uh, talking to your vendors and the business community, um, did the governor's position come into the discussion at all? Was it relevant and was it an argument for action or against action? What, what, was, what did it sound like inside the rooms you were involved in? You know, again, these were happening as I was walking out the door, but I, I, my discussions happened with the general land office, really. Uh, you know, and th that is the state agency here in Texas that has the responsibility and oversight of the public beaches. Um, okay. So really, we turn to them for guidance on how to manage these public assets as well, because ultimately we got to make sure we're abiding by uh, the requirements. Um, so, you know, anytime we want to close the beach, uh, we have to reach out and let them know if it's an emergency. Of course, we always have the the ability to do that under what is it? The, the TAC 15.7 that allows you to uh, a public entity for safety reasons to close down the beach. Um and that's kind of what the GLO was telling us to do this time, to go ahead and use that authority to make the call ourselves at the local level. Um, so that's really how the whole Texas coast has been handling this uh, piece by piece um, down from the municipality, if, if that's what's in control or the county. Um, you know, I, I wish we would have gotten a little more guidance on that. I think it would have helped a lot, um, you know. It's a little frustrating to hear our governor Abbott say we have the jurist or the control to make these decisions, but we don't have control for other things at the local level a lot of the times, like uh, plastic bag bans. Um, you know, so it, it, there seems to be a lot of double talk to what best fits the situation, at least coming out of the, the governor, in my opinion. Well, I think it's fair to say that in Texas, the uh, the overall response has been to push the decision-making down to the local level. Uh, the state hasn't taken a strong position on the response, either in coordinating resources or capacity in hospitals. They don't speak about it. There's no press conferences at this point in Texas. And local county commissioners and county judges, who are the CEOs of counties in Texas, they're called county judges, uh, and mayors are really on the hot seat. And uh, is that different, Gary, out in, out in California where Governor Newsom has uh, been really out front on this thing? How has the governor's and the state's position filtered into the thinking in L.A. County? It's been um, – actually, there's been quite a bit of clarity. Um, the, the county of Los Angeles and, and uh, the state, um, in particular the governor, uh, Governor Newsom uh, are, are pretty well um, aligned and have very close links. Uh, the governor is often in Los Angeles. Uh, he was here um, on Friday, um, on, on March 27th, when um, the USS uh, Mercy Naval, Hos uh, Naval uh, Hospital ship sailed into to, to Los Angeles Harbor. Um, so that has definitely helped, um, you know, people like me and, and, and county departments um, 
obviously it's a uh, politically it's um, heavily uh, democratic so there is uh, alignment uh, at that level which in in this case has uh, has helped um, another signet you know so there's the the governor um, there are my uh, bosses, the five um, board supervisors here in, in LA, and then the, the other key uh, main um, politician uh, involved in this is the LA mayor, uh, Eric Garcetti. And as I said, in the main, they have been um, clearly aligned. Um, they are, as, as you mentioned, Peter, earlier, um, listening to the science. They are taking um, the guidance from the public health officials and following it, and that has um, been of, of 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 benefit as as we then in turn act on that guidance and, and those orders. Um, there have there's not though been without the the political uh, wrangling and fighting in in this case in in LA County. It's between our our board of supervisors and the LA County Sheriff, uh, who have for some time now not seen eye to eye, and the sheriff has had some differing opinions. Um, that's played out most recently with the closure and then reopening of gun stores here in in LA, uh, where the sheriff um, was was making that a political issue. Very interesting. I- when we're talking about, you mentioned the sheriff, and I, I don't know if this is true for your department, Gary, but it's my understanding that a lot of uh, the um, uh, lifeguards and beach patrol folks are actually uh, law enforcement officers, and many are EMTs and first responders. Is that group of people within your department, and and that puts them in a very special position uh both in terms of their power to to act as law enforcement, but also the risks that they are taking if folks are in trouble. The um, the, the lifeguards here in, in LA County um, are now within the fire department, county fire department. Uh, it's a division within that. Um, it used to be within the beaches and harbors department in the early 90s, but, but branched off into fire. Um, they do have uh, certain powers um, and will enforce uh, laws on, on the beaches. Uh, it does put them in a precarious um, position, um, particularly in some of the more urban beaches. Um, and, you know, the, 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 the patrons that we typically see that, that um, go to those, those beaches. Um, but we're relying heavily on them at the moment to ensure that um, they are uh, enforcing the the, the uh, public health order. There was a um, there was an article in the weekend uh, uh, press. Uh, a surfer in in uh, from Manhattan Beach was refused to get off the beach, uh, and was um, the, the lifeguards and, and the local PD uh, ended up fining him. I think a thousand dollars. So they are definitely now on the front line of enforcing this. Um, and also, you know, like I, I mentioned with, with the staff from my department, you know, having concerns of the, with regards to their own health and, and safety. So it's a, it's been uh, challenging um, with regards to um, being able to continue operations, obviously under the, the altered state that we now uh, are under with beach closures, um, but we have a number of employees, and I'm sure this is the same for jurisdictions around the country, and, uh, and obviously for, for all organisations. We have certain employees that are out, uh, either sick or, or with childcare or other family care responsibilities that we um, are, are missing their, their um, from, from the workforce, and 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 those that we are trying to ensure that we. Um, provide the opportunity to either telework or, or to to um, to be as safe as possible with social distancing and, and alike. So it, it's putting a burden in, in terms of the remaining uh, workforce. Uh, more is being um, put on them at this time. Um, so it's it's a it's a real challenge. 
uh, Ruben, in in Texas, uh, if you look up and down the coast, have you been in contact with with other beach managers? Have you commiserated during your time when you were at the, as chief of operations uh, at the Park Board of Trustees? Uh, what's happening on the other parts of the Texas coast? Uh, is it are people following the lead that Galveston has set out now, or do you know if beaches are open or closed up and down our state? Uh, I believe, from what I understand, everybody south of Galveston down to South Padre is pretty much closed to public amenities. The only beach I know that's still kind of unrestricted at this point is out on Bolivar, which is uh, under Galveston County's jurisdiction. Uh, The Galveston County has not made the decision to close the beaches or, or public amenities, although there aren't very many public amenities out there. It's much more of a natural setting beach. Uh, but that's really led to problems out there uh, with the masses gathering there. Like uh, Gary mentioned, you close one section, the crowds are just going to go take the ferry across or drive around um, and go to the other part that's open. So I think that's what they're experiencing now. I, I saw some Facebook posts, and then there was actually an article in today's um, Galveston Daily News about it, about how um, there's some a sense of frustration from some folks um, uh, from the county. Um so I know uh, that is still the only one that I believe is still pretty much unrestricted at this point, although I think the article today said they were going to step up uh, patrols. Um, but uh, I know down in South Padre or Cameron County, which is the, the larger area of South Padre Island, um, the Gals- or Cameron County has shut down the beaches, and they did that pretty early on. Um, not just amenities. They shut down the beaches and the um, RV park, basically traffic, if you weren't staying in the RV park, they pretty much uh, allowed allow, don't allow you in anymore. You can still access the Cameron County beaches, which I think has caused some confusion, but Rob Nixon down there with the South Texas Surfrider chapters helped the community kind of strain it out uh, from what I've read and talked to uh, when I've talked to Rob. Um, you know, they are allowing people to walk down the beaches, uh, but you, basically you can only really access them from either Highway 100, you park along the road and you walk across uh, public access points, or you go down to the city beaches, which is mainly Gulf Boulevard, um, and access the beach from there, and then you can walk around. I know Cameron County has got a shelter-in-place order and a curfew going on. I think there's also some discussions or confusion going on with who's allowed to, you know, everybody uh, is essential activities. You are allowed to get out and walk and get fresh air. I believe there's some, I don't know, it seems to be some discussions going on that they're on South Padre. They, they, don't, they don't want folks coming out and doing those activities on the beach, basically. Again, if, if you're not from the immediate area, it doesn't make sense to travel somewhere to do that. Uh, so I understand what they're struggling with. It's a tough call. And uh, trying to, you know, I think uh, Tyler pointed this out on a podcast we did last week with... Uh, with Dan Martin uh, on Next Gen Water, our Next Gen Waterfronts host, uh, about sort of the the historic understanding of the beach as being a very healthy place to be, uh, you know, a cleansing, positive uh, it, sense of this particular gathering place, and uh, the the virus has has demanded us to think about the beach as an area of risk. Uh, and uh, I, I do think it's interesting. We'll see it, how that sticks um, and whether this perception of these gatherings on, along our shorelines in America uh, is, is thought about differently a year from now or next summer. Uh, one of the things I wonder if you guys would comment on this and, and uh, I'd like to, to start with you, Gary, I have been watching with a bit of alarm uh, the state of Florida uh, the unevenness of the response along the shoreline during the month of March, a peak beach visitor season, uh, Fort Lauderdale and other communities going forward with mass gatherings and big spring break parties. Uh, the governor really taking a hands-off approach by and large on that issue. Um, and given the the nature of the population demographics in Florida, generally older, generally more vulnerable, it seemed risky to me. I, 
I don't want to, you know, sit and second guess really as much as to say I, I was a bit alarmed. And as as beach managers, did y'all? What was your sense when when you were looking around the country at how other states and communities were responding? Did did that cause any alarm in for you, Gary, at all, or were you pretty much focused on your own uh, work? No, we we were keeping a close eye on it. Um, I uh, had reached out to a couple of uh, folks through the ASBPA network um, based in Florida just to ask, um, you know, for first-hand accounts of what was happening there based upon what we were seeing in the press. Um, But I I will have to say that we thought we could perhaps um, keep our beaches open and our park trails uh, as well. Um, because, you know, there was this thought and, and certainly Governor Newsom was, was um, w- 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 pointed this out, that the beaches and, and uh, open spaces could provide some uh, benefit in all of this to, um, to overall, you know, people's well-being as long as they um, followed uh, social distancing uh, guidelines. Uh, and so there was a hope that we would be able to offer up the beaches as a place to um, come and, and um, you know, not congregate, but still be able to, um, you know, receive benefit from them. Um, we also uh, mindful of the fact that our, our, our weather is, is, is cooler at this time of the year. Uh, we don't get spring break crowds. Um, you know, that is an our stress point. Uh, typically, um, that we had a little bit more time than perhaps, you know, Florida had and all those beaches in, in Florida that were, were you know, you saw the scenes at. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I think as soon as we saw, you know, signs that um, there was a tendency for people to want to come out and unfortunately in their individual decisions, when you add all of that up, it was causing some, some scenes that just weren't, um, uh, it, it, you know, w- w- were not sitting well with with um, the decision makers that, that that we had to make that uh, decision. So I can understand some of the concerns in in Florida, but I, you know, I, I think the the um, I think it is the right decision in the end um, to close the beaches um, where you see. Um, that people are not, unfortunately, following the, the, the guidelines. And, and as with all of these efforts, the sooner you do it, the better. Um, we've obviously in this country lost some time, some valuable time, uh, in terms of the actions um, uh, that were taken. Uh, but uh, hopefully now with, um, the, with the majority of, of Americans under some form of lockdown, that, that we will be able to slow and and slow the spread and and um, see a corresponding decline right well I, it it does seem that the, the facts and evidence support that conclusion uh, there is an effective response sustainability and impact of that response is clearly a difficult thing to fully understand but if we if we quit moving so much and quit transmitting it, that peak begins to uh, hit the apex and it begins to come down. We've seen it in other countries. Uh, Where we go from there, I don't know. Uh, There's not a lot of tools in the toolbox when it comes to this unprecedented event. Uh, You know, the largest health crisis, perhaps in American history, I wouldn't maybe say that, but certainly in the last hundred years, perhaps, uh, Ruben, what about your, uh, as a professional, and you know a lot of beach managers around the country, you serve on the ASBPA board, the American Shore and Beach Preservation Association uh, board, as I think, Gary, you do too. Uh, I know we when we meet and get together as an organization, there's a lot of beach managers from around the country. So these are not distant people. Uh, Ruben, in, 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 in your time uh, facing this issue in Galveston, did you have a chance to to take a look at what was going on over in Florida? Did you have a chance to communicate with other beach managers as you 
uh, made your recommendations to the Park Board of Trustees and to the Mayor Galveston. You know, I didn't talk to anybody directly. I was monitoring the news. Um, you know, I basically, I think every situation was going to be different. You know, so what was going on in one beach, you could look at and, and know the general things, you know. Ultimately, why you're going to do it is, is going to be specific to the location. Um, so, yeah, no, not directly, but we were watching, of course, the news and watching closely. Um, again, it wasn't, you know, when we were, when spring break was kicking off, we didn't really have the issues that were the concern at the time. It was, we weren't, we don't have those mass gatherings. A lot of traffic, which we now know is definitely bad for what's, what we're dealing with. Well, it, so here we are at the beginning of April. Uh, Gary, you said, you know, we, it does appear that we did lose some time nationally in our response strategies to this as individual states and individual local government officials uh, contended with the response, digested information, communicated with their local health departments and tried to sort out what the strategy is. A really tough call, but tens of thousands of decisions were made around the country and on the American shoreline, uh, the sum total of which seems to be we are moving strongly toward toward this kind of social distancing that is demanded of us all. Uh, I'm wondering, um, as you're looking down the road, um, Gary, you've got to you know continue to manage this problem, of course, through the summertime. And as you said, the, Early uh, March is not a, a big, big beach month for for Southern California, but boy, by the time August rolls around, uh, this is a place to be for so many millions of people in Southern California. Uh, what do you have to do to get ready for, uh, for that? Um, we know folks are supposed to stay home, but what is it as you look down the road, is your planning, what are you trying to do planning-wise to to sustain the kind of uh, limitations on use of the shoreline um, that you've put in place? The current closure order uh, runs through to April 19th. Um, we widely expect that that will be extended. Um, as of today, the public health officer uh, told us that they will make a decision in the coming days as to uh, extending it and, and obviously whatever time period they think is necessary for that extension. Um, so it's made planning for any reopening um, and reintroduction of um, the, the, the number of programs um, that um, typically occur along our coastline, concerts, um, summer events, um, kids' events, uh, all sorts of summer camps, surf camps, has, it is, is really problematic at the moment because we don't know with any certainty uh, as to when they may uh, start up again. Um, but we also are mindful of the fact that when restrictions are lifted, that there will be a um, surge in public uh, demand or public um, uh, desire to get out um, and to quickly get back to normal life. And, and we, we we understand that that will include our coastlines and our beaches, um, very much so, in fact. So we we don't want to cancel events um, at this point that we see may be beneficial. Um, July 4th fireworks, obviously, being, being, being a prime um, example, that's a lot of money that we uh, have to invest in those shows um, each year. Um, and we need to start writing checks now. Uh, and when we're um, facing the financial cliff that um, that, that, that it will be upon us, um, you know, we have to make justifications on, on now what, what our ex um, forthcoming expenditure. But there is recognition that that is um, definitely necessary. Um, 
you know, as, as the public um, comes out of uh, these, these restrictions at whatever point in time that is. You know, I hadn't thought of that, but of course you do in your professional role, such difficult questions to face. Yeah, what do you do about the 4th of July? What about, you know, as you say, writing the checks to the vendors to make that huge ex- show occur? Uh, every day has got to be stressful in, in, the, in the roles that, that you're in. Uh, I, would, I don't know what I would do there. I think it, boy, I'd, man, it's difficult. I, um, it's a good thing there's professionals along the American shoreline who have the experience to make the best call possible. Um, there's no playbook. I mean, that's the thing, Gary, and I think, Ruben, I, we all understand. There's no, there's no playbook for this, what's happening right now. Uh, internationally, all over the world, but certainly on on, on the shoreline communities that really uh, are facing a, 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 an unusual summer. Uh, typically, <laughs> it's all about getting ready for the onslaught of crowds down in South Padre or Ruben over in Galveston. And uh, that's not the thinking right now. And uh, there's no playbook. So we're in the hands of the professionals like yourselves. And uh, I think we're in good hands. Ladies and gentlemen, Ruben Trevino, former Chief of Operations for the Galveston County Park Board of Trustees and soon to be Project Manager for the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers, Galveston District. And for all of uh, Ruben, your fans on ASPN, and I know there's a bunch, uh, we wish you well in your new endeavors with the Corps of Engineers. I got to say a good hiring decision by Colonel Tim Vale and the team at the Galveston District. You're a real professional and somebody I think can really benefit uh, the public in your new role. And also Gary Jones, who is the director of the Los Angeles County Department of Beaches and Harbors, longtime professional on the coast on the American shoreline. Thank you both for sharing with us your perspective on the questions of COVID-19 on the coast. Thanks for being on the Local Control Podcast.